The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 39. This week's show is all about friendship and OCD and how OCD can actually, uh, you know, it can really cause problems with friendships. Uh, not just not just OCD, also, you know, anxiety problems in general. So we'll be taking, uh, taking a look at that. Before we do get going, um, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can sign up to my uh, newsletter. If you do that, you get access to my free mini course for OCD and anxiety. And there's also, you know, a whole encyclopedia of fantastic resources uh, that are actually very, very helpful for, for, for getting over um, OCD. One resource in particular I'd like to mention is a blog that I wrote uh, called An Action Plan for OCD. And the reason I think this is really helpful is because I lay out the things that I do whenever I experience uh, problems with compulsions or uh, you know anxiety I like to have a very specific plan that I follow um, because when I have that whenever something difficult comes up I can fall back on that plan and so that's why I created this blog so you might find that uh, to be particularly helpful anyway so moving on with today's show when I was uh, really struggling with OCD um, you know I noticed how uh, a lot of my friendships, unfortunately, you know, they didn't really stand the test of time because obviously when you are really struggling, it can be very hard to be in the moment, to be present with your friends. And uh, so in today's episode, we'll be looking at that and discussing some some ways that you can perhaps, uh, you know, get over that problem because friendship and connection is one of the, the top ways for actually getting over anxiety and OCD in the long run. Um, as always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And uh, I really hope you find it helpful. Many thanks. One of the best things I found for uh, dealing with OCD is is through connection and good friendship. Because, you know, when we are with our friends and, you know, we appreciate them and we really connect with them, it's much harder for us to be in our heads, you know, stressing and worrying about obsessions and uh, you know performing compulsions because we're actually physically with those people and you know that can really help us you know to stay in the moment so often our friends you know they know how to make us laugh they know how to entertain us with a good story um, or it may be the way the other way around you, when, when, you know when you're with your friends you feel that urge to 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 be there with them and to entertain them and to appreciate them and so, you know, friendship is an important value. Um, many people that I, I speak to who are struggling with OCD, they, uh, you know, they discuss how they've become remote from their values, as I've mentioned many times before. And uh, one particular value that, you know, just about everyone has is social connection and, and friendship. 
And so, you know, if if you stop seeing people because of OCD, uh, which does often tend to happen, you know, because we're struggling with the thoughts and feelings, you know, it can feel like it's much easier just to kind of stay at home, to not go to the party, to not go uh, to the barbecue or whatever social event you might have coming up. Because, you know, the thoughts can be so intense. The last thing we want to do is is to go and hang out with people. It just feels like it's going to be too much or too difficult. Whereas in reality, you know, forcing ourselves to do that, even when we're really not feeling um, like we're up to it, can have a hugely positive impact and can really change the way that you feel. And so, you know, friendship and connection, it's such an important part of learning to get over anxiety problems and learning to feel you know, happy in yourselves again. Now, that being said, um, if you do have OCD or intense anxiety, then this can impact on your, uh, on, on your friendships. So this can happen in different ways. Um, first off, uh, you can basically, you know, when we're with people, if we go into our head, if we allow the thoughts to, uh, to, to win, um, then you know we can be really kind of not with our friends, not in the present moment, not able to enjoy them, and not able to be there for them. Um, and obviously, this can have a long-term impact. You know, people might not understand what you're going through if you haven't shared that with them, and if they just see you looking kind of, you know, like uh, a bit bored or, you know, angry or upset. People don't know what's going on inside your head, unfortunately, and it, this is this is a, a big part of the problem. You know, so when when you are, you know, stuck with uh, stuck in your head with your thoughts, um, it's really important that you do open up and tell people that you're you're struggling and then they might be able to understand, you know, the fact that you are not in the present moment, that you're not laughing along with everyone else because you're struggling on the inside and, uh, you know, struggling along uh, and not opening up is is fine if that's really what you want to do. However, you know, it isn't necessarily the best route and it can can lead to, to more problems down the line. So if you do feel like you can open up, then uh, you might find that that's, um, that's really helpful. Another issue that you might face is, is the fact that some people, uh, unfortunately, are just very insensitive when it comes to this kind of thing. Uh, I do think that we're living in a world where mental health is, you know, becoming um, an issue that more people are willing to talk about. And that's clearly a good thing. However, you know, it's still not perfect. And there's many people out there who, um, you know, for whatever reason, if they see you struggling or suffering, instead of kind of trying to help you with that, uh, they may use that as a way to prop themselves up, to make themselves uh, look good um, at your own expense. And uh, unfortunately, the world is full of people like that. And it's very easy to get frustrated with, uh, with those kind of people. You know, you may feel in a social situation like you're giving your everything you can to try to be present, to try to be there with your friends, to try to enjoy the situation. But, you know, you're just not fully 100% there because the thoughts are so intense. And, um, you know, in this situation, really, like the last thing you want is is friends that are hanging around and maybe giving you a hard time um you know and uh that can actually you know in the long run make things worse and unfortunately there are a a lot of people out there who are probably you know struggling with their own problems maybe not with ocd or anxiety but you know probably struggling all the same with confidence and different things and so for them 
you know, maybe uh, like because they can see someone else who is struggling, you know, they might try to put you down or, you know, use you to, to um, you know, to make themselves feel better uh, in, a, in a social context. You know, if that, is, if that is the case, if you have people that you hang around with, you know, that make you feel worse about your anxiety, um, you know, it may be worth thinking about, is this actually, you know, a true friend, a proper friend? Um, you know, proper friends are, you know, if you open up about your struggles to someone who is a proper friend, you know, they're not going to make you feel bad about that. They're going to listen. They're going to uh, do their best to understand, even if they don't fully understand, because, you know, ultimately with, with OCD, unless you've actually had OCD, it's very hard to understand exactly how it feels. However, you know, uh, people, many people are really good at, uh, you know, uh, empathizing and trying to understand, you know, what you're going through. And those are true friends, you know, those, those are the friends who are not going to give you a hard time on the days where you're, you're clearly not feeling 100%, who uh, are not going to, you know, put you down to prop themselves up socially. Um, if you have people like that in your life, it might be worth thinking about whether you really need to hang around with those people that much or maybe try to limit the amount of time that you spend with them. I'm not saying cut off everyone from, from, your, from your life, of course. Um, however, it might be worth just spending a bit of time and, and thinking about, you know, who are my true friends? Who are the people that I can really open up to and that have got my back, you know, and are, are positive people who really want the best for me? And who out of my friendship circle is someone who is, you know, a bit of a vulture, somebody who is just, uh, you, you know, potentially maybe using you a little bit or, you know, when you are kind of feeling down instead of supporting you, kind of pushing you down even more. As I was just saying, if you do have people like that, then maybe it's worth having a little think about that. Now, I'm going to share, you know, a personal uh, story from, you know, from my own experiences with, with this kind of thing, because I think it's really important to, to share and to, you know, hopefully you can, uh, you'll, you'll be able to relate to this, this kind of story and it will make sense to you. Um, but I, I remember when I was at university, I was, um, you know, probably in one of the hardest stages of the, the OCD. I had no idea that I had OCD or I knew was I was having these really intrusive thoughts constantly. Um, and, uh, you know, my coping mechanism at that time at university in the UK was to drink a lot and uh, to, to go out. I wasn't eating particularly healthy. And, you know, I was doing most, most things pretty, pretty wrong when it, came to the, uh, when it came to the anxiety. And so I was really struggling. And, you know, some of the people I was hanging around with at the time, um, it really, I mean, obviously, they didn't understand what I was going through at all. However, they did understand that, you know, I was, you know, probably not on top form. And I had some really good friends who I, I could rely on. And I had some people who, you know, would give me a hard time. And it really made things worse, you know, it really did. Um, because you're in a vulnerable state. When you're, when you're struggling with OCD and anxiety, you are in a more vulnerable position. And um, so if you put yourself out there and uh, the people that you're spending time with are taking advantage of this kind of vulnerable state that you're in, you know, that's not a nice place to be at all. And so, 
you know, looking back, I think uh, I should have been more wise with the people that I was spending my time with. You know, I, I did have some good friends. I could have spent more time with them and less time with, with other people. And it's really easy to say that with hindsight. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're kind of, you know, at that kind of stage and you're kind of, you know, you're 18, 19, like, you know, like early 20s, whatever, you're at university, you know, social relationships at this time are very important. And uh, it's, it can be difficult. But, you know, there are lots of really good people out there. And it's just about finding them and, uh, you know, really, really working on those positive relationships and really trying to reduce the amount of time that you spend with people who, who do give you a hard time. Now, one more thing to mention uh, in relation to this is, you know, in, in the UK, uh, we like to banter a lot. So people like to make fun of each other and, um, you know, and often it's in good, good nature. However, sometimes it crosses a line. And again, if you're someone who really struggles with OCD and anxiety, um, having a bit of banter every now and then is fine. And actually having a laugh and having a sense of humor and being with your friends, for me, it's one of the best ways to get myself out of my head and back into my body. And, you know, I can really kind of forget all about obsessions sometimes when I'm with like good friends and we're having a, we're having a laugh. However, you know, that banter sometimes can go a little bit too far. And again, it can get very unhealthy. And so it's worth thinking about like, you know, how much how much banter are you giving out to people? Are you giving out too much? And if you are, you know, and you're getting it back, how are you dealing with that? Are you coping with that well? Or are you perhaps giving out a bit too much of the banter? Or do you have friends that are effectively, you know, like picking on you? because you're quite sensitive to, to, to this kind of thing. You know, have a think about that. And again, have a think about who you're spending your time with. Uh, I don't know if this relates to you, like, you know, uh, and, and your personal uh, relationships with your friends. But if it does, uh, this is definitely something that, you know, is, was, was important to me um, as I was growing up and still today. But I have to think about how I manage, you know, the banter and to make sure that it doesn't spiral down into a really negative place. One last thing then to mention with um, with OCD and, and friendship is uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but it's so important to, to open up to people. Um, you may find when you do this that, um, you know, people that uh, previously had, you know, had been giving you a hard time or whatever, they might actually give you a bit more space and a bit more understanding because you've, you know, explained to them, you know, the difficulties that you're experiencing. Um, they might also, people might also, you know, find it really helpful to have that information about you. And, you know, it's a positive thing. I think people respect you when you're able to tell your truth and express it in, in, a, in a way that they can understand. And another big benefit about this is that you know people may not have OCD however just about everyone has you know obsessed about something at some point in their lives and although they might not be able to understand the intensity of OCD they might be able to understand a little bit of the mechanism and be able to have some kind of empathy for you and I think this can be very very therapeutic in itself so that's just about it uh, a really important area, you know, this is definitely something that can really help you with uh, learning to overcome um, OCD and anxiety. So it definitely is worth spending some time, you know, to to work out 
Um, you know, what what is the the state with your friendships? Uh, how can you build on the positive um, you know relationships you already have? And can you perhaps you know um, work on you know improving some of the more difficult relationships or perhaps spending less time with with certain people? Uh, following this approach, it really helped me. And uh, so therefore, I'm, I'm sure it could really help you too. If you have any questions at all, please do let me know. And if you enjoyed this and, and found it helpful, it'd be amazing if you could give us a, uh, a five-star rating. Many thanks and see you next time. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Andy today. Just a quick reminder that on my website now, there is a free mini course for OCD and anxiety. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.